the album was named Best Album of the Century in Iceland. to the music track presented by the soundboard here's your commissioner moose welcome out there to everyone listening this is the music tracks fourth episode titled closures so wherever you're listening to our podcast spotify apple or somewhere else we'd love to hear from you out there about the selections that we took also check out spotify the music draft where we post our selections in draft order for you to enjoy as well finally don't forget to go to instagram follow us there at the music draft. A couple things real quick before we get rolling for today is one looking back at last episode, maybe go down some rabbit holes I never thought it'd go down. ZZ Tops and Alkaline Trio come to mind immediately yeah. Um, yeah. where I, I found myself maybe not liking LaGrange as much, Rich, but Cheap Sunglasses would have been my ZZ Top Ooh. jam either way. Um, Alkaline Trio was definitely fun to go down because I think that's a band I missed out on. And Forrest, I got to tell you, I, you made me revisit my love for Bright Eyes, for sure. Like, I, that's a nice rabbit hole to go down to. And, you know, I forgot about them for a while. And to go back down that road, I was like, man, like, you know, those guys are really awesome. But look, this takes us tonight. And tonight, which is wrapping up our last episode in this kind of like pod of four closures, which makes sense because it's the last episode for this pod. So something our audience needs to keep in mind, and I think this is important for them to know, is this. They're right now... There are 60 bands and artists that are currently off the table due to the rules that we follow, that we created for ourselves, which is once a band or artist is taken in these every four episodes, they're done. Their side projects are done unless you're Stu and you create some crazy loopholes that we never saw coming. Them crooked <laughs> That's vultures. a good loophole, though. That's a good loophole. Boom. <laughs> That's a good loophole, right? Um, look, I'm not about to go over all 60 artists. That's tedious and it's not necessary. You can check out the podcast, the other episodes. But it does clearly make this list tonight for closers way more exciting for us because it limits us. And I think Farge said it last episode, yeah, puts you in a box and you got to start to narrow your picks a little bit. Um, so with that said, Rich, why don't you kick us off, man, with your thoughts on what makes up a great closure? You know, I think a closer is actually just as important as an opener. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're an artist trying to make a statement album, um, a strong closer to me, it leaves the listener with the final impression of the album. You're going to think of that last song and that's going to create, give you the idea of what the song, you know, what the album actually is, even right or wrong, right? Additionally, um, I think it's just a signal to me that the artist didn't actually have, if the closer is not good to me, it's telling me that the artist didn't have enough good songs uh, to put on the album, or they didn't take the time to think about the album as a whole and kind of set it up in a way that you end on a strong note. So to me, you know, a closer is, it's vital. Stuart, what do you got? So for, for me, um, I mean, that's a pretty good summary, but it's, it's the last song and it's, it's what, what kind of taste less is left in your mouth. And do you want to go visit other albums from that artist? Do you want to go, you know, do you want to repeat the album? Um, you know, if, like you said, if you get to that last song and it's, it doesn't hold water, um, you know, our attention span is somewhat short as humans. So we're, we're not going to be inclined to, to press rewind. So that last song, um, it, it really, it's, it's the, it's the end note of the whole album and the, and the concept, um, and the vibe. So just as important as the opener, the closer, uh, it's key. So it's interesting to see what choices artists make. Um, and, uh, I think we're going to have some good picks today. So Maddie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Listen, 
one of the keys to a great album is the ability that you want to listen to it cover to cover. And if, if that closing song isn't worth waiting for that ever happens. And so, yeah, I was looking for songs that really make you feel like it's a culmination or the ending of an album. And I love a closing song that makes that album loopable, makes you want to just put it on repeat and just keep it going. Loopable? Sure. Did you just make up a word on the spot right there? Sure. Nice. Oh boy. <laughs> Forest language. <laughs> I'll be taking some I'll, I'll be taking some loopable picks today. <laughs> All right, Moose, back to you. So real quick, my thoughts on closures, like I agree with you guys, man, but it needs to be epic. Uh, it needs you wanting to go back. You know, you drop the needle to start. You want to hit repeat as soon as it's done, right? You want to go back on the journey that that artist wanted you to go down in the first place. So I just think a closure needs to be like memorable. Like you need to know it ended an amazing album and they leave you wanting more. So with that said, I'm very proud to be picking first. Like I, I, I think the song I'm about to pick deserves to be first. And I would say the only other wait, wait, song. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Do we, do we want to set up uh, the bet? Just so that the audience know what Forrest was saying is that about a week ago, one, Stu, feels very confident, supremely confident that he knows exactly what I'm taking. So much, in fact, that he is willing to throw five of his hard-earned dollars into an envelope that is sealed with what he thinks my pick is in that said envelope. So I will be more than happy to go into his pocket and take that five bucks because I don't think he knows what I'm taking. However, we're going to find out in about two seconds. So we shall see. So here we go, boys. First pick of closures draft is this. It would be naive of me not to choose this song as the first pick because when the music's over on an album, we're essentially turning out the lights, right? We're basically saying, look, this journey's over. We want to start it all over again. So in 1984, this artist capped off what is arguably his greatest album with what I consider his masterpiece. When he left, the, when he left us in 2016, artists from The Boss, to Dwight Yoakam, Stevie Wonder, Madonna, to David Gilmore, all paid tribute to his genius by performing this song live to pay their respects. My God, if you go back on April 25th of 2016 and the House of Representatives in the home state of Minnesota, Representatives Peggy Flanagan and Mike Freeberg performed this song in honor of him. So look, guys, it's the one and only. It's Prince. It's Purple Rain. It's the eight-minute epic closure to turn out the lights on his masterpiece album of the same name. Starts off with the clean Hendrix riff, turns into an anthemic ethereal jam that showcases his talents. It is lighter, waving, anthem rock. I think it's one of the greatest songs of all time. I think it's outside (laughs) one of the greatest closures. Stu, I want my five bucks. In Oh, boy. One envelope. I can't see the camera. (laughs) Oh, he's got it. He's got it. Purple rain. One, two, three, four, five. In that pocket. (laughs) Stu, I'll tell you what. I'm single dollars. Cashier's check. Cashier's check. So, so I'll just take take the the ball on that. I mean, I I saw that coming from a mile away. You know, your uh, your love for the man that we call Prince. Um, it is just so endearing and we all love it. I mean, we love him, but we love that we get to talk about it. We love your passion about, about him. Uh, I watched an, uh, 
video of him a week or two ago and the dude soloing is just superb and he's so confident and he's i mean he is sexy he's a sexy man on on a guitar and um i love it I, th- great first pick he he's uh well deserving and uh i'll take my five dollars uh in any any form possible so one one zero me i'll get that five bucks back in the next draft purple rain is such an incredible song and such a great closer to that incredible album same i mean the guy he's he's one of those guys you put him on you just know he's he's a genius he's brilliant he he knew how to put on a show he knew how to perform and he knew that he had to end an album he knows how to end an album with that classic yeah i've always just felt like it's a no-brainer i don't mind paying you that five bucks because you know what it needs to be the first song on this list and i'm fine with that Oh, so look, yeah, Rich, you're up next, man. What do you got? All right. Well, talk about leaving, you know, a lasting impression. Um, The the last note on this album sustains for like 30 seconds. um, And it's one piano chord. And you know exactly what it is. We all love songs for different reasons. uh, And this one song, aside from the song itself, you know, being brilliant, it's, it's actually, you know, it's to me, it's one of the most important songs ever written because it showed everyone, you know, what was possible in a studio, in a studio environment, how to use the studio as an instrument. Their producer was part of the band um, and he helped them bring their vision to life. Um, and I think it's more evident on this album than probably any other. It closes out what, what a lot of people consider to be you know, the greatest album of all time. It is a day in the life. It is the Beatles. It is Sgt. Pepper. Wow. But believe it or not, you just stole my first pick. (laughs) Uh, Great, great choice. Uh, I, I mean, I don't dip into the classics often, but this, this one is, this one is worth it. And it, it was the first song that I thought of when I thought of closers and I mean, to me, it how how is this not? I mean, you were talking about the production. How is this not an inspiration to all the alternative and electronic music that I love? I mean, you listen to it. That that's what I get out of it. And uh, the fact that they did it in the summer of love after some LSD is just incredible. <laughs> I must admit, the the uh, me being so naive. Uh, there's no way that the Beatles were going to get to the, to the fourth pick. Um, so I'm so happy. Can I steal it from both of you. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, you know, Prince going one is fantastic. And the Beatles day in the life is, uh, you know, Matt and I were talking about it last night. I mean, that song is just, it's, it's a game changer. And, uh, you know, that last frequency that you were talking about, Lennon actually did it and it's such a high frequency that it's made to annoy dogs. So his, his, uh, he was out to, to play that song and get dogs barking at the end of the album, which I think is pretty cool, but really I think that's, I'm obsessed. that's the definition I'm a, of a closer, right? Game changer. And then he ends with, uh, them all laughing, but they recorded it backwards. backwards. They're yeah. just, they're just crazy, but I love I, the Beatles, always... love the pick. And yeah, yeah I, I think that song's on all, on all of our lists. I knew it wasn't coming back to me. I love the fact that I think it's two songs in one. You almost get like a John Lennon part at first and yep. the Paul McCartney part. It's like, yep. it's so creative. It's so ahead of its time. I think any artist will look at that in terms of like alternative, in terms of not kind of following your typical three-minute pop song. It's just a genius song and it deserves to be in the top four, which it was going to be for sure. Um, Forrest, What's up, bud? What do you got? Beatles are taken from you. All right. All right. Little curveball, but uh, we'll keep moving. Uh, listen, I mean, this band is is often labeled as sleepy, 
Um, but uh, good luck going to sleep to this song. Uh, coming off their sophomore album, they were literally the biggest band in Iceland. And the album was named Best Album of the Century in Iceland. This band could have been, it could have been my opener. It should have been my sophomore album. And it also could have been my three-piece with their last album. Uh, Moose has talked about builds before. This album literally starts with a pin drop and builds to this exclamation point. Uh, the song's about 11 minutes and about seven minutes in and 50 minutes into the album, the drums thunder in at like nine, nine minutes and it's just insane. And, and this song sums up what it's like to see them live. Uh, and a lot of times it's their closer when they play live. Uh, I am talking about the album parentheses, uh, untitled track number eight. Uh, listen to it loud so you can hear it build and hear all the layers. Go give it a spin, boys. Say the name. Oh, geez. Untitled eight from parentheses by Sigaros. <laughs> there it is. I mean, again, I'm glad they finally got in the, in this first phase of episodes. Um, there's been some hiccups surrounded by Sigaros in, in the last few episodes, and you found a way to fit them in. And I mean, I agree. I, I can't say I know that song off the top of my head. Um, but uh, you don't know, you know Untitled Number Eight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that follows uh, the I, Beatles and Prince. Yeah. You know, I've seen them live a couple of times and, you know, their live show, if it's anything like this song, it's, uh, you know, it makes you want to come back for more. So, yeah, makes sense. Um, pumped to listen to it. And that's one of the things, you know, that I love about what we're doing is that the fact that the Beatles and Sega Rose, they they didn't get picked until the last last episode of this particular season. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's great. Um, uh, Sigaros is one of those bands that I've I've loved for a long time. Matt, you got me into them, and the best part is I don't really understand what they're saying. Um, <laughs> I I don't, but their music has is so captivating and it's so uh, it's so immersive that you can't help but not appreciate what they're doing. And so it's a great pick. I love Sigaros. Yeah, I, I gotta say, Forrest, once again, a band that. I know that you truly respect and love a band that I can't say I've thrown myself into, but it's like, that's what this is all about. I, I think I've said it at least once in every episode. And I agree with what Rich just said. The fact that we can go Prince Beatles, iconic classic. Now we go Cigarose, iconic classic in Iceland. And it, <laughs> like, you know, but like, it's, that's the beauty of it, man. Love it. Um, Stu, you're going to round out round one. What's up, man? Yep. So I'm going to start by saying I've never met someone who hasn't liked this song. And I know people that don't really know the band, but they can comfortably say this is one of their favorite songs of all time, which is awesome to hear. Um, and, you know, it starts off by saying, uh, home is where I want to be. And I'm talking about my boys, the talking heads, the album speaking in tongues. And the song is, uh, this must be the place. Um, you know, it's one of those things where maybe not today, or tomorrow, but there's a day in all of our lives where this song just meshes with what's going on with your life. And, and it strikes a chord, it's emotional, it's fun, it's light, it is a love song. <sighs> Talking Heads, they, they, uh, they have a special place in my heart and this song is, uh, is one of the best. Great closer, I can't believe it's their closer and 100% uh, makes me want more. So this must be the place, Talking Heads, that's my pick. Uh, I'm just going to jump in real quick. I, I love that song. Um, that song might have a place on my closure or not my closure, my covers list. 
um, down Ooh. the road when we go there. Um, but I love the opening song. He's like, home is where I want to be. Kick me up and turn me around. I feel numb. Yep. Born with a weak heart. I guess I must be. It's just such a cool line. I love the way he delivers so it. So cool. The song's got such a like great vibe to it as soon as it gets rolling and it picks up. Beautiful song. Great song. It's on my list. It was a top five for sure, man. Yeah, I mean, the Talking Heads were, they're, they're a band that I've always liked, um, but I never s- dove down the rabbit hole. And I, I really hadn't started until we started talking about them a lot over the past like couple months. Um, and, and everything I've heard by them, I like. I think I have underappreciated them. Um, they're, they're, they're an iconic band and I don't, you know, not everybody's into everybody else's band. You know what I mean? So it, it's been it's been great to kind of get into a band that a lot of other people, I kind of just missed the boat on it, you know? Stu, and I, th- I think you nailed it. Like, I've kind of like Rich, I've never dug deep with the Talking Heads, but like, I know this. I have yeah. always loved this song. And this this song was on my list as well. Uh, and I mean, how can you not feel happy and content when you're listening to it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's it. That's it for round one right there. The way we go, Stu, you know you're just picking up right where we left off with round two. Uh, I Stu, I would figured... You with the Beatles and with Talking Heads, you got one of the two. So where are we going with round two, man? So, man, this song, I I was going to wait to be my last pick of this of this episode, but I'm I'm uh, so emotionally tied to it that I I don't want to risk not having this um, as my pick. So I'm going to go for it. Um, and, you know, in 2001, this band went on a hiatus from working um, together and they went on some solo side projects and they ended up coming back together nine years later in 2010 and releasing this one album, one more album, which sadly was their last album. And on this last album and the last song in the album, you'll hear one of our favorite singers, Scott Weiland. Oh, oh, and out lyrics with Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, my God. And, I, and I'm talking about their their self-titled album, Stone Temple Pilots and the song Maver. Oh, it my is, God. It is the coolest, most emotional. Oh I'm getting chills just thinking about it. My whole body is going through cheer, chills right now. Dude. I feel it. I already feel it. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm totally cutting you off and I don't yeah. even care. I fucking love that song. Okay. So much that I, yes. it, it, I almost had it in my top five and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's not a popular song. No, nope. it's, it's not even on a popular album of theirs. No, nope. that is such a, and I'll say this, it, it, it is such a Beatles hook. Yep. It, oh, it's still, I, I can tell you before this draft's done, that might be my favorite pick of the draft. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it gives me, it gives me, it gives me know. all the feels it gives. It's so good. It gives, yeah, it's got all the emotions. Um, you know, they took a nine-year hiatus. They came back as a band, and you get to hear him. You know, it, it's impossible not to get the chills when he yells out and screams. You know, sing on a Sunday, and it's just the most powerful emotional moment. Um, it's such a sweet song, um, and it ends the existence of Stone Temple Pilots. Granted, yes, they came back around years later. Um, but no, the no, they're not the same. Not that one. Yeah, not the same. Not the same. That's not even close. I mean, listen, I, I loved. Uh, of course, we. I think we all loved Core when it came out. And core and Purple for sure. Yeah, Core and Purple were great. After that, I, I sort of, I think tripping on a hole in a paper heart got me. But uh, I don't know, Maver. I'll, I'm excited to give it a shot. Love it, man. Love it. 
Forrest, you got to follow me and Steve yeah. bantering on about a random Stintel pilot song that nobody else knows that we yeah. both love. <laughs> Seriously, that was uh, that was quite a quite a passionate introduction. Uh, that really. I don't know that I've ever wanted to listen to a song more than, <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll try to follow that up, but Charlie uh, day, baby. Yeah. Um, so again, I, this one, I thought I was a little safe with, uh, I almost took this band in openers and sophomore album. Uh, and this is actually probably my favorite closing track currently. Uh, this track has all the elements I love about this band the insightful lyrics, incredible instrumentation, timing changes, beautiful harmonies. They made two critically and commercially successful folk albums, uh, sold out tours. During the same week, they were playing the, the main stage at Coachella. A lot of times bands, uh, before they play Coachella, they get to play small shows just as practice. I got to see them at this tiny theater where I literally could just walk up and put my hands on the stage. Uh, I'm talking about my favorite lyrics from this track. Uh, in that dream, I could hardly contain it. All my life, I will wait to attain it. I am talking about Grown Ocean by Help on Helplessness Blues by the Fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes. Great pick, man. Love that album. Love that song. Love the band. Love the band, too. Yeah. I mean, so you such a unique sound. I mean, and it almost sounds Plus like... familiar. Yeah. Familiar. Because to me... It, it almost reminds me, and it's not, they're not copying them by any means. It just reminds me of the Beach Boys harmonies. I mean, but with their, but the music is completely different, obviously. It's just, it's such an original sound, especially kind of in this, in this musical climate. So, I mean, it's, that's a great pick, man. I remember when that album came out and they came out, it kind of felt fresh with the production. I also kind of, I throw it in line with like my morning jacket For with sure. the way it was kind of produced and then mm -hmm. kind of throwing a little bit into that sound. Um, great like band. Kind of reverb. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like that was kind of had like, it's like moment in the sun in that early two thousands. And I think flea foxes were at the forefront with that man for sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm pumped to listen to it. I, I take a lot of pride in knowing song titles, right. Then uh, I don't know any song titles of flea foxes. So I need to, I need to dive into it more intensely. Um, and uh, you know, with your, with your seal of approval, I know it's going to be a good one. So I'm, I'm pumped to listen to it. All right. Now, Rich, I'm going to tell you, you're next. All right, here we go. Um, so this, this, I'm going with, uh, this is a concept album. Um, and uh, it chronicled, the, the story is, it's the rise and fall of a rock star um, who's sent to Earth <laughs> as a savior. <laughs> I love this. Right? And, um, and then, you know, he dies as a victim of his own fame, right? And it's loosely based, the whole thing is loosely based on, on Jimi Hendrix. Um, you know, there's obviously parts that aren't factual. It's not meant to be, but the album basically signaled the beginning of what ultimately became glam rock or proto punk. And it's, but it's really just a, it was a character created by this guy. And one of the many he created that were just brilliant. One of my favorite artists, uh, one of the best albums and closures that I've ever heard. Uh, it's, it's rock and roll suicide by David Bowie and the spiders from Mars. Wow. I, once again, I, I go, should have been on my, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no. Go ahead. Forrest. What's up, man? That should have been on my list. Good, good choice, Rich. I mean, Thank David you. David Bowie influenced so many of the bands that I love and listen to, and uh, I mean, what a what a testament to songwriting and experimentation and just putting on a show. 
Yeah. You know, I, I think this speaks to Rich. A lot of the a lot of the picks that, you know, for, for those many fans out there that recognize the picks that you take, they are from uh, definitely a different generation than ours. But these artists like the you know, Beatles and, and you, know, you take a David Bowie, like they have such they have so heavily influenced all of the bands that we love in so many small ways, big ways, little ways. And I mean, I think that song, that album definitely inspired like a concept album, um, everything about it. It's just a solid pick. You can't go wrong there. Yeah, I love Bowie. Bowie's, uh, you know, at his time, he was the most, I mean, him and Prince, they they really just let let all the emotions and talent out. And I just, it's so hard to even come up with words to describe Bowie. He, he was so advanced with his songwriting and his style and his, and his wardrobe. And I mean, I love, I love honoring him. So thank God he's on the list. He deserves it. Totally. hundred percent, man. Good stuff. Um, oh. I took a look that leaves me with myself to wrap up round two and then start up round three. I thought, I thought rich, you would have taken the band I'm going to take now. And you maybe know who I'm talking about. Cause you kind of have that smirk on your face. Like I'm going to leave that for me. So maybe we're on the same wavelength here. So I I am so glad this band was here. It's weird. The song I'm going to pick it's on, well, it's only, it's on this album. It's the only album they ever put out. Um, And it's also on a soundtrack too. And on the soundtrack, it's, it's got a little added part to it, but the song I'm picking, they created only one album. I think it was, Mm -hmm. came out in 88, 89. And it was due to the tragedy of their lead singer dying from a drug overdose. Mm -hmm. And the song for me, it, it falls in line with that kind of 80s college rock scene. I always think when I listen to the album, it has similar production to like Jane's Addiction a little bit. A lot of great grooves. The guitar player in the band, who was Stone Gossard, um, loved Jane's Addiction. And the riffs, um, it, it's just awesome. And, and for me, the song is such a beautiful way to end this album. Uh-huh. And, and to me... Crown of Thorns is a, not to be, is a, is a crowning achievement for just one album. The song is beautiful. I, the lyrics, I always envisioned it as just about a, like a sad, multiple stories of bitter love. And Andrew Wood was someone that was beloved in that community with Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. And I just, that album to me, is it's, it's a shame. We saw the brilliance of what they could have become. And then it leads into the album 10, and the emotionally charged album that that was because of Andrew Wood's death and Eddie Vedder joins on. And that song, Crown of Thorns, ends a beautiful album. It's a beautiful song. It's one of my favorites of that Seattle scene. Love it. That's where I'm going. So I was wrong. So that's... <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, to me, every time I hear that, it's it's bittersweet to me because it's a, such a beautiful song, but it's to me, it makes me just... Happy because it formed Pearl Jam ultimately. However, you also, what could that band have become? It's so sad that they weren't there. And, and Andy Wood was like the linchpin of that whole scene. You know what Agreed. I mean? Agreed. Yeah. I, now, I, like, uh, you know, Vetter, all those guys, they, that, he was the guy that in the middle of all that, you know, the, the reverence that they have for him and, and just that album itself and the way they end it. I mean, that's how you, that is how you end an album. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild to imagine. I mean, because obviously now we look at those bands, Nirvana and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains, and they are held in such incredible high regard, uh, appropriately Especially so. Especially for us and for our generation. Yeah. And Mother Love Bone was like, that could have been a part the, of it. Pearl Jam might not have been. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 
It was their inspiration. It was the, that was the starting point of that scene. Yep. So See, double, right double win for you, Anthony, because I know that song from their EP and that their EP, which came out a year before it was the last song on their EP, four oh. song EP. And, uh, and then it carried over to the album um, and it made it on that spot as well. So great song. I mean, the band is, is obviously opened the door to that whole scene and uh, obviously the Pearl Jam as well. So wait, Stu, yeah. did you just, did you just fact check to make sure it was the last song? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the last song. The last I, do, song. I do my homework. I'm a teacher, man. I do my homework. <laughs> Cause I knew it was on the EP. So I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Uh, but remember, we're taking studio albums. That was that was that yep, was so, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then on Great. the on the single soundtrack, which I think helped people get introduced to Mother Love Bone, they did a beginning, which was That's so uh, true. Chloe dance, like Chloe dancer, Crown of Thorns, this little piano piece, and the whole thing. It's beautiful. I love it. I've seen Pearl Jam perform it live since I, cool. over the years. It, it's just and it's very a very cool. special moment when they do, and it's just it's also awesome. So, and, and good, good, uh, observation of, of it being in singles. I mean, that song, obviously the soundtrack from being in the end is unreal in itself, but the, which is a whole other podcast by itself. Oh yeah. The emotion of a song. I, hope, I gotta be, the, I gotta be picking first on that one. The emotion of a song to, uh, to a, a film or a yeah. show. Um, yeah. I might have a little reference later on in this, uh, in this, this <laughs> podcast. So we'll, we'll check it out. All right, so I'm going to kick off round three. And as I kick off round three, I'm going to pick a song. Maybe Rich is thinking what I'm thinking here. Um, and when we were in college, this band was heavily played. And Rich, you mentioned them in the last episode. And I was like, oh, shit, they're a three-piece? And then I was like, oh, God, they were. And I was like, okay, you're not taking them yet. Good, because I was saving them for now. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite artists when we were in college, I remember seeing him in New York. Uh, they were played all the time in your house. I was introduced to Jets to Brazil when I was, I think, maybe a sophomore in college. Yeah. One of my favorite post-hardcore punk rock bands. The guy, you know, like you said it before, he was in Jawbreaker. His lyrics in Jets to Brazil on that album, Orange Rhyming Dictionary, are brilliant. I believe the guy, I think, left and became an English teacher or something along those Creative lines. Creative writing teacher. Creative writing teacher. College. He, he paints such a picture. He reminds me of Bob Dylan and his ability to tell stories and paint pictures with his words. And the last song in Orange Rhyming Dictionary means so much to me because, A, it was my wedding song. Uh, my wife and I danced to that song. And Sweet Avenue, when in the lyrics, he says, you know, this day could someday be an anniversary. Everything is light and sound. Like, if you listen to the lyrics to that song, I, look, man, not to get emotionally corny here, but it's really freaking uh, special. And I think he paints that story of love. And it's such a brilliant song. It's such a simple song. And I love it. And it closes, for me, one of my favorite albums of the last 25 years. I hit that album. I, I put it on Absolutely. all the time still. Even though it was overplayed, Rich, I agree. I don't care. It deserved to be overplayed. It was awesome. So I'm going to take Jets to Brazil. take Sweet Avenue as my third pick. Rich, feel free to comment. I mean, <laughs> so... Just to be clear, the reason I got so annoyed with it is because my bedroom was right next to the kitchen and that's all they played. I woke up and went to sleep with that album. Um, no, I love that band. I love that album. Um, there's very few, I'm not, com- you can't compare anybody to Bob Dylan, right? But, um, you know, there's very few people and this is one of those guys and in the, it's almost like the punk, you know, proto-punk, genre, you know, that genre, 
but his lyrics, he writes them as poems. They're not written as song lyrics. And, and that album, I think, I think that album and that style suits his writing better than Jawbreaker did, to be honest. And, and the Agreed. album, is, the album yeah. is brilliant and, and, you know, it's a great pick. I'm not a huge, I, I haven't gone deep in Jester Brazil, but I mean, if you're comparing him to Dylan, then uh, you'd love him. Lyrically, lyrically. lyrically. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I know, okay. I know that's yeah. high praise. I, I get it. But I just think it's telling stories and thing. using words to paint pictures. And I feel like Dylan does that beautifully. No better than no one does it better than him. But I, I just like the way he does it. Yeah, I'm a huge Jets of Brazil fan as well. I mean, Scranton Days really, Scranton Days laid into me for being a fan. But, you know, lyrically, budding at my fingertips, touching you, I start to bloom. I mean, phenomenal lyric phenomenal um the whole, the whole song is just filled with them like you could just yeah. you could just go down the line and it's just it's great and like i said amy and i that was our wedding song she loves that song she likes sure. she loves the song so i for me like emotionally it has to be on this list. i am not gonna lie i did get a few flashbacks when i was at your wedding and i heard that song. <laughs> uh right uh rich what do you got for round three all right man? so uh this next song um that i'm picking it it came out in uh I think were we all 70, you were 78, right, Stu? But this all came out in 79. Uh, he's already known for writing, you know, very powerful songs, very powerful lyrics, but he was secretly dying of cancer at this time. I think he was talking a lot about him, you know, this album, he, he, he was talking a lot about mortality, which, you know, he didn't really talk about up to this point. You know, it's, it's, it's really apparent on the album that this is on. And unlike a lot of his other songs this was just a straight acoustic song there is no other accompaniment it's just him his voice it's just such a it's such a powerful song and i couldn't leave this off i i you know i love this artist we all love this artist i think everybody on this planet loves this artist it's bob marley it's redemption oh, song. It's oh on, yeah it's not yeah. uprising yeah oh that that is such an incredible song anytime i hear it again kind of like the talking heads i just how can you not feel good uh what a what an incredible soul what an incredible musician and that's such a great closing track yeah yeah i think we're having the most crossovers out of all these four episodes because <laughs> yeah. because all of you guys are picking songs on my list and uh and i'm just so thrilled this is going to be the most badass playlist um and i cannot wait to listen to it so Gotta have Marley. Gotta have Marley. So well done. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pick up on that real quick. I feel like a lot of the songs right now are all songs that I was like, yep, yep. Like I, I'm like, I see it. Um, even from new to old, uh, it, Redemption song is such a beautiful. It's what got me into Bob Marley. Uh, it threw me into him, and then made me go down his catalog even more. Uh, especially when I was in college, it's a beautiful song. It, it's such a powerfully charged song, and it's an like I always find it as an odd way to end an album. There's no production. It's not epic. It's, it's the total opposite of Purple Rain in terms of what you're getting. But the emotion is clearly there when you listen to that song. Um, I love playing it on my guitar when I'm just kind of fiddling around on my couch. It's great, man. Good pick. I think, if there, I think if there's one guy that gets the less is more out, oh, yeah. it's Bob Marley. For sure, man. For sure. Forrest, what's up, bud? All right. Well... I, listen, these, these bands were on my list too, but I, I'll be honest. I, I kind of count on you guys for the classics. Um, and, and when you guys were, really, I, our, our fans never knew. And when you, when you guys were doing your, your classic rock homework, uh, growing up, this, this is what I was listening to. Um, 
these guys were arguably one of the biggest inspirations to alternative rock and considered to be one of the first alternative rock bands ever. A 2003 poll of enemy writers ranked this album as the second greatest album of all time. <laughs> okay. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, wow. the Strokes, Radiohead, Pearl Jam all count this band as an influence. Um, again, this is a band that I've wanted to take and I've been trying to find the right category to fit them in because they were so so important to my musical journey was it was it a heavily brother influenced this was a heavily brother heavily, influenced. i love heavy brother influence oh I yeah love it. oh All yeah right. uh heavily brother influenced and again just they were they were my they were they were a lot of people's but but uh <laughs> you know i was i only listened to them. yeah exactly i was the only one that listened to them. <laughs> i mean listen their their huge song is is the one that I, you know, just stops you in your tracks. Um, but this album again, and this is not that, but this album, again, you could just put it on repeat cover to cover. And this track just makes you want to listen to it again. And I am talking about the Pixies. Oh, I am talking yeah. about the album Doolittle. Oh. I am talking about the track Gouge Away. Fantastic. Oh. Dude. So I have two great friends of mine that are like a little older than us. Love the Pixies, swear by the Pixies. Literally texted me a week ago and said, Anthony, you have to go and check out their catalog more. I said, all right. And he asked me to go look up Doolittle. And I was listening to it. All I could hear was Nirvana. Oh, That's all I heard. Oh, oh yeah. I, I mean, the bass lines, everything. I'm like, holy shit, this is Nirvana. This is Kurt Cobain all day. And then I listened to Gouge Away, and I was like, oh, that's my favorite song on that album. <laughs> uh, it was literally just a week ago. I was thrown into that, and I was like, oh, man, so, such a great pick. Uh, such a great, like, great pick. for sure, man. 100%. Another one of the, those bands that have just such a devoted following, right, to the, the you know, with the bands that we we grew up loving, right? And then same th similar to the Misfits in that respect, but <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same thing. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, like, you hear Nirvana in that band. You hear wow. Smashing Pumpkins in that band. Like, yeah. it is evident. And you could say it's their masterpiece, but they put out a bunch of great albums. But that one is, that one's, that one's a great album too. Yeah. That's my favorite album too, Forrest. And fantastic song. That, that album has 15 songs on it. And then they released like another bonus for another 20 or, or another 15 songs. I mean, they, that song, it's got so many tracks. And for fans to get through it all, and and love that last one i mean these guys were were true artists and uh you know great great song so again this this playlist is gonna be so badass love it I'm so pumped Stu, what do you got to follow man you go back to back here all right back to back sounds good okay well i i'm gonna go with a solo artist ridiculous talent great singer songwriter um done some beautiful records and i'm pretty sure all of our parents love him <laughs> In including us including us and and uh i am talking about the wonderful and uh brilliant van morrison oh man and i'm going okay. i'm going with the album moon dance oh. i'm going with the with the so song good, uh, glad tidings oh. so good this song, the whole album's great. Yeah. Again, and Van Morrison's a genius. Um, you know, it's got Annette Stone Me, Moon Dance, Caravan's Mystic, on that, right? Car Caravan. Um, but 
honestly, I mean, Moon Dance is like my favorite bar song ever, but but Glad Tidings is my favorite track on that album. Smooth rock, great vocals, really warm chorus uh, that everyone can kind of join in. Really simple. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Just easy, breezy, and uh, right up my alley. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Moon, moon Dance comes to mind and just yeah. uh, makes your mind happy again. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing that that's that's so great about that song is is – like you said, it's such a light song. You, get you, you, leave, you leave that album on such a great note and the album is, it's packed with classics. And to kind of, how do you outdo that? And he just, he doesn't try to, right? But it's, it's more just a fun song to say, okay, you know, I'm out. Yeah, I, I would just say, I almost took Van Morrison with our sophomore picks um, with Astral Weeks. I was real close to taking great. Sweet Thing. Yeah. I was real close to taking Astral Weeks with openers. So he deserves to be in one of these four episodes. Absolutely. Great pick for sure, Stu. You're on the clock. You're up again, brother. What do you got for right. round four? Round four. All right. I am going to go with another solo artist. Um, everyone knows this person. Um, I'm going to start by saying who has covered this gentleman's songs. We got Leonard Skinner. We got Eric Clapton. We got Tom Petty. And the great Freddie King has covered this song. This guy's a natural. He loves the blues. He loves music. He uh, he's just relatable. He writes beautiful songs. Um, I think he's an American treasure. Um, he kind of went under the radar, meaning that most of his, you know, bigger songs other people played. Uh, but when you find him and you dive into his catalog, you you really see the definition of cool, in my opinion. And I'm gonna go. This is his third album. And he closes it with a song called I Got the Same Old Blues. And his his name is J.J. Kale. I love him. So, of course, everyone knows After Midnight, Call Me the Breeze. Um, but I Got the Same Old Blues is just, it's just the classic J.J. Kale. And I highly recommend the whole album. Free-spirited, lots of blues, folk, jazz, country, guitar vibes. And you can't go wrong. I mean, uh, I don't know JJ Kale. Easy, easy, fun listen. <laughs> JJ Kale is like, I'm like, he's like the Pixies, where the musicians totally Big respect time. him. He's the, he's you know the musician's yep. musician. Exactly. Musician's like, musician. yeah. his yeah. albums are so stripped down. He is the most unassuming guy, barely plays live. He's but so he's cool. such a great he's, songwriter. He's you know what I mean? And, and he's got such a distinct, that Tulsa sound is just, it's very recognizable. Um, yep. It's a great pick. Yeah, I can't speak much to it. I know that my dad likes him, and he loves the blues. Yeah. So, yep. you know, a lot of respect there for it, and uh, definitely worth checking out, man. Very cool. Yep. Farce, it is. what do you got to follow up with from the Pixies, from your last pick? Ah, there's a couple ways I could go, but I don't know. This is where this is the way I'm feeling. Um, I just, I love this band. They're, I don't know, I don't understand why. When I hear them, I think they're wonderful. And people that have very similar musical Venn diagrams with me find them like nails on the chalkboard. <laughs> and then, so they are incredibly polarizing, at least in my opinion, but people that love them, love them. And I think you guys also know that I love it when band, when rock bands go electronic and specifically I've loved this band's evolution ever since the album boxer. And this, this album mm -hmm took them in a, a little more electronic experimentation phase. And it's 
it's my favorite album by them, although I love all their albums. Um, and this super moody track shows off their ability to just drift into a different genre. And I find it to be, it's like the perfect nightcap to my favorite album by this band. It's a super dark track too. And he literally puts the album to bed. The, the closing line is, I'll still destroy you someday. Sleep well, beast. You as well, beast. And he just repeats that over and over again. Really creepy and dark, which I <laughs> just kind of like for some reason. I'm did, you not, did you not see me take the misfits on the last draft? I understand creepy and dark, man. Yeah. yeah. I go down that road too. End of uh, story. <laughs> I, I, I am talking about uh, the track Sleep Well Beast off the self-titled Grammy Award winning uh, album from The National. Uh, I will say this. You described it perfectly because I think, you know, we have similar tastes and the national, I'll just say it. It's a band that I have struggled mightily to get behind. I'm saying, I don't know why. I don't, I don't why. get it. I don't, I don't get, get it, it either. I, so many people that I respect have said, why don't you like the national? I go, I, I have uh, no idea. I don't want to talk. And yeah. there are other bands that I like that. And then people will be like, Oh, they're, they're kind of like the national. I'm like, no, 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 no don't like, say that. Like, they're not like, <laughs> realistically, they might sound like it's, it's there's, I go song to song with them. Like there are certain yeah. songs I think are great, but overall it's been, a, it's, it's been a challenge for me to truly get into their catalog. Look, I'm definitely worth checking out. I mean, no, I'll keep trying. I, I'm not going to give up. I ain't a quitter, but I'll keep trying, man. And I am happy not only to the four of you. Is there on a the starter album that you would recommend? <sighs> for you guys, I would go high violet personally. Okay. Cause you, you guys are more rock. All right. Um, cool, man. Yeah. Um, Rich, how about you, man? What are you going to follow up with that? All right. Um, so somebody that I just, uh, well, I didn't just draft him, but David Bowie called this album, one of his desert Island discs. It was the only, unfortunately the, the only album that this, uh, artist put out. I feel like we didn't recognize how great he was when he was alive. Uh, he was actually the son of a kind of a folk uh, folk legend in the sixties and his dad just wasn't there. He passed away. And, um, he tried to kind of make a name for himself outside of his, outside of his father. And so he moved to New York city. Dude had a voice that it's a once in a generation voice. Robert Plant has commented how much he loved his voice. Um, an incredible guitar player, very underrated. The album that he put out was just, it, it was just a, so many different influences and it came out in like 94, um, at the height of, a, you know, Hard rock, grunge, Seattle sound, a lot of a lot of hard rock, and this was, it was delicate, it was heavy, it was he had a, he had a voice that had he had like an operatic range. He he went from super low to super angry to super tender, just a lot of different stuff going on. Um, I've always loved him. I'm one once again one of those one of those artists that you wish you could have seen mature and 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 do something else, a lot like Mother Love Bone. Um, the album is called Grace. It is Jeff Buckley. It is oh. Dream Brother. I am um, beautiful. Yeah. What's the song called again? I forget. Would you say Dream Grace? Brother. Dream Brother. Yeah. The name of the this album song, the, um, oh, what's the song? Um, Hallelujah. He does. And then he does uh, Grace. last goodbye. Last uh, goodbye. Oh, oh, dude. Last goodbye. Last goodbye is a special song. It's a great song. Great artist. Um, left before, left us a little early for sure, man. Yeah. He, I mean, phenomenal voice and everyone, all of our heroes in the, in the music industry love that guy. So it's not no surprise. Um, I knew he was on your list and I'm glad you took him. So 
again, this is the best playlist of all time. <laughs> <laughs> now well, look, the national is on it. Now that the, <laughs> now the <laughs> Too all right, man. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up round four with a pick that was not originally on my brainstorming list. However, wow. I go back. It, 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 I, I'm throwing it on there now because like I go back to think maybe one of you said it. it's like what I'm feeling right now, and I got a couple rockers that I'm gonna take off, even though I think they deserve to be on there. And I'm going back to back right now, and I'm gonna go with more of a contemporary pick from one of my favorite artists of the last five or six years. And when I first heard his soulful voice, I thought I was listening to something from like the fifties or sixties. No, and Go ahead. I know where you're going. And, and when I heard his single, I immediately went out and checked out the whole album. I checked that, I bought it on vinyl. It's one of my favorite solo artists. The last, like I said, five or six years, he's got two albums out. I'm speaking about Leon Bridges. Wow. Oh, love him. And, and for me, the song, The River, wow. is like, it, it kind of reminds me of, like we said, like Bob Marley with Redemption Song. It's a very simple, produced song. Uh, it's this acoustic guitar. It, it's his voice is smooth. The way he sings it, it's very powerful. I feel it's very emotional. It's just Super melts. It, it really does. And I was like, you know, like I, I'm leaving off a ton of songs, but I was like, I, this song is so special to me because he reminds me of a time that doesn't exist anymore in terms of that style of music. Yeah, man. And I feel like he's trying to bring that back, and it's just beautiful to hear. So I'm gonna take Leon Bridges. I'm gonna take the River for my fourth round pick. It's a great pick. He reminds he reminds me of like early '60s soul singers, like like Sam Cooke or like Benny King. Yeah, like just yep. so so passionate, but so easy to listen to at the same time. I don't want to say that there's no edge to him because there is, but he's just it's you feel uplifted when you're listening to him. Yeah, um, great pick, man. I I I need to do better homework. That I would have I would have gone toe to toe with you if I realized that. Uh, great choice, Moose. Uh, I mean. Leon wait, was he, was he, was he what you were thinking of when I said that? Oh yeah. Right. When you said oh, okay. it, but I, uh, I didn't, he, he it, that song wasn't on my radar. It wasn't, it wasn't okay. on my list, but once you said it, I was like, Oh my, how did I overlook that? Yeah. Uh, I, I had, I had, I was going through my, 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 like my catalog over the last couple of days. And I kept going back to that song and I kept going back to that album and I kept going back to how much I love listening to that album. And I yep. love listening to him sing for sure. So Huge. that's how we're going to, Oh, what's up? I'm just a huge Leon Bridges. I mean, he's he's incredible. Have you heard his EP with Krongbin? I have. It's great. It's great. There, any of that, whatever really he touches, good. turns the gold right now. That's such a cool sound, that EP. Oh, yes. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. Yep. Great, great choice. Take me to the river. Oh, <laughs> oh so good. Oh, so, so good. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you now. <laughs> Uh oh, uh oh, different direction. Oh, we're going, the, we're the going. river, the river's going somewhere else. <laughs> this river is definitely going somewhere else to end to end, to start round five, I should say, and to end this draft. We are I'm gonna go back to my to my original roots, which is something a little heavier, a little harder. And when I think about the songs that are left, I I I would be remiss not to have this song on my list because I it's 80s metal. It's what I first fell in love with. Um, it's I go back to Forest Tone, my brothers all the time. You know, my brother threw me into this band, and I love the song. I, I love the band. They're an occult following. Um, I totally get why people would think they're you know ridiculous or they're you know whatever. 
But for me, I taking Iron Maiden, oh. and I would take How Would Be Thy Name. Yeah. The song, the song. I started googling off. Faith No More. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, the song caps off one of the greatest heavy metal albums of the '80s, Number of the Beast. And this song is quintessential '80s metal. It's got these dark medieval oh. lyrics, and the guitar oh, in that dude. song is absolutely tremendous it's these dueling guitars it's this hypnotic so riff it is the opposite of leon bridges on so many levels uh but i love it and that song for me personally has to be on my top five list uh, every time i hear it i it never comes off and like i said it caps off one of the best heavy metal albums of all time so iron maiden hallowed be thy name i love every second of that seven minute epic closure and that will close out my top five. There aren't too many people with pipes like Bruce Dickinson, man. Like that dude can belt songs out like very few people can. And like you said, it sounds like those dueling guitars, like it, I mean, it, they're so technical. It's so precise, so much energy. Like you said, so dramatic. When he's singing like that and the band's playing like that, you don't really think about how ridiculous the lyrics are. I totally agree. <laughs> you, you, you nailed it. You don't think about your, what you're singing about. You're, you know, you get you and it's just, of you're, Yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, I mean, they are, they're like the Mount Rushmore of metal. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a big transition from Leon Bridges to uh, Iron Maiden. It, it, it shows your range. Moves, uh, <laughs> Miles apart. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go ahead and say oceans apart, but yeah, that, that works as well too. Oh man. Well, all right, Rich, what are you thinking here, bud? What's your last pick in the draft? Woo. I got choices. No, um, this album was huge. I got it. The song on this album. I got it. Post it. I want to see it on a post-it note. Oh, hold on. All right. He's talking. I got it. Go ahead. Biggest song it, on the this is not the biggest song. I got it on the first. Album. I got it first. Huge. They were rivals with the band that I already picked. Yeah, uh, I got before. it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah, thank uh, you. I am yeah, going yeah, with yeah. Champagne Supernova. What's the story, Morning Glory? <laughs> I mean, Stu's all flustered. Stu's great song. Flipping stuff. Stu, you got five bucks from me. Relax. Five bucks, but Rick stole two picks from me. Whew. Two. Aww. But yes, again. I mean. That's one of those songs. The album, the rest of the album rocks pretty hard. Uh, and then that just comes in and it's just, it's such a great tune. It's got a little bit of everything. And, and, you know, it's one of those, it's one of the biggest albums of the nineties. And, you know, I still, I still love it. it it's, it is an incredible album. It, it's definitely their, their quintessential album for sure. It's the only album I really like by them. Um, not a huge fan, but that song I think is tremendous. I think it's a great closure. Uh, it's their best album. It definitely is a very epic kind of jam to an epic kind of song to end that album for sure, man. Yeah. Sorry, Stuart. <laughs> it's okay, Richie. That just, that just gives me a more, uh, more doors to open. More spite list ammunition. That's right. <laughs> True. All right. Forrest, yeah, man. What do you, what do you got? All right. I'm going to take us in a different direction. Okay. Here we go. In my opinion, this is one of my favorite hip hop artists of all time. Uh, this is the the two main members. I think had grown to a point where they they weren't quite well. Let's just say they put out a double disc and they each had their own separate discs. Uh, <laughs> and this is the oh last, yeah, yeah. This is the last song off of the second disc. So hopefully it 
fits the rules for the soundboard. Um, the track is called A Life in the Day. Uh, it's by Outcast. Nice. Okay. Specifically, Andre 3000. And I've just l- always loved this style of hip hop where it's just kind of jazzy and bluesy and it's just, it, mm-hmm. it's just free flowing and great. You learn he had a baby with Erica Badu, who he goes yep. on and on. <laughs> as you know, her as Erica on and on Badu. I mean, just, <laughs> it's just, it's so fun. It, I mean, who knows if it was as carefree as it is, but the, basically he just goes through this open stream of, of lyrical genius, rhyming and incredible history of Outkast, and then ends it like that. That's as far as I got. And just, just mic drop. And it just, you know, I mean that, and that album had Hey Ya and Roses and like, I, talk about something that wants you want to play again. Um, anyway, I'm going Outcast. I'm going uh, A Life in the Day of Andre 3000. Oh, there's a delay, Moose. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. I was just an iconic hip hop group that I didn't um, get too much into at that time. But, you know, for me, it's like, I like, yeah, checking it out and kind of going from there for sure. I remember listening to that album and I was a little confused because they were so, both sides were so completely different. So different. And I had no idea what the, you know, what the reason was at the time. And I was like, this this is kind of disjointed. And then when you find out that it's actually basically two separate albums sandwiched in, (laughs) it made more sense. And I agree with you. I, I, that, that is more, I like that style of hip hop, the conscious kind of jazz, jazzy, bluesy influenced hip hop. Um, that's right in my wheelhouse. I love that. Al- I love that side of the uh, that side of the album. Yeah. All right. So look, we're gonna, we're gonna end this. So again, I'm looking at the the finishing of this whole playlist, and I just I you know I wanted it to maybe go Grateful Dead. Or I made you know I wanted to go The Doors. I picked so many classic rock albums. Um, I, I kind of want to go a little more current in the last 10, 15 years. So I'm gonna go with an <laughs> artist with an artist who was once in a band that I picked, but it wasn't when I picked him. And that Ah, is a gentleman by the name of, and you love this song, Moose. You love this. I'm going, I'm going Peter Gabriel, (laughs) new blood, Salisbury Hill. To finish it off. Wait, closer. 100%. Salisbury Hill. That's a good pick, dude. That's the closer. I didn't know that was the closer. That's the closer. Really? <laughs> Shit. I owe you t- I owe you 10 bucks on the fact that you nailed Prince yep. Purple Rain, which is amazing. And you're gonna end with Salisbury Hill, which is I had no idea Salisbury Hill was the closure. That's easily his blood. best song. Yeah. No, it's so I good. did I did think you were gonna go there. Can you read that? Uh yeah. oh, tribe. I thought you were gonna go there after I thought uh, tribe. Uh, I, I tribe was, was on my list. Going tribe scenario. I thought you were gonna just kind of pick I up mean, on the hip hop vibe and go there. Yeah, You're on my list too. I got I, that's my, where I thought you were gonna go. I got my Beastie Boys out last time, but uh, no, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Peter ah. Gabriel. Um, you know, I picked Genesis. He was a founding member of Genesis. He wasn't part of the trio, um, but he's not. But he uh, he put out this fant- fantastic album. Yeah, it just you know, it's it's funny when you say that, Stu, because as great as Peter Gabriel is, and as great as the, the as great as Genesis was with him. Mm-hmm. Both bands, they're both better without each other. You know <laughs> what are. I mean? Yeah, like, they really are. 
Uh, totally. You know what I mean? Like Genesis yeah. is better as a three piece and Peter Gabriel is uh, way better, better as a solo artist. artist. I, I, that's a great point. It's very true. Salisbury Hills is a beautiful song. Yep. I loved Love it, it when it was on, I think the movie soundtrack, Vanilla Sky. Yep. I think it was. Yep. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Just, it, it, and so is that last goodbye actually. Yeah. I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> Um, I love the guitar part in the song. I, I love the drums yeah. in it. It's a great song, man. Yeah, great pick. I owe you 10 bucks. Technically, it's, all, it's the bonus track of that album. Um, but it's... Whoa. It's, hey. Whoa. 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 Huge. Whoa. Just <laughs> I don't know. done. Oh, I don't no, 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 no. Hold on. He loses the pick. Hold on. <laughs> I, 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 wait, 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 wait. Doesn't count. I'm going to say right now, if it's a bonus track, doesn't count. Uh, I'm gonna hold on. Let's see. But you tell me. Do do an official commissioner vote and uh No, you're good. You're safe. Yeah. I don't know why he calls it that. You're right, he does, but as I scroll through a couple websites with it, it all lists it as it's the closer an original track. Yeah, you're good. You you and your loopholes and and your your crazy like otherworldness with I'm just I'm trying to be transparent because I know you guys get emotional, especially Forrest and his seeker. I wanted to, I wanted to be out there. Well, I would say that you're safe. All right. No violation. You're the commissioner, so Peter, you tell me. No violation. Forrest, you want to re- say yeah. uh, one last thing you want to? All right, all right, all right. I mean, I, I grew up I grew up with, like, Peter, Peter Gabriel, like, sledgehammer, thinking he was, like, this goofball, you know. And the, But the album, and I always respected yep. him in Genesis, of course, but the album that got me was the album Up, Oh, that dark, moody, yeah. badass album, and uh, I, that that's kind of given me a newfound adult respect uh, for Peter Gabriel, and I've I've gone up and down his catalog since then. So, well done. Even though it's a questionable veracity, it's questionable. Like them crooked. This dude's yeah. got his way yeah. of working yeah. around. He Stu knows how to work the system. He knows how to work it. I give him that. <laughs> He's got 10 bucks, but I'll get that 10 bucks back in the next draft. Um, let's go. Let's do a little running tab here. Uh, so, hey, look, boys, yeah, that closes it out. Hell, that, that doesn't just close out the episode. It closes out the first four episodes, which basically closes out like this kind of pod. Um, so it's just so everyone knows that like, we did these first four episodes. We're, we reconvene for episodes five through eight. You know, there's going to be new rules. So every four episodes, we're always changing it up. But I want to just kind of give a shout out to you guys for great picks for the closures. I think this was a ton of fun. Um, when I just think about this list, I think about all the songs that I left off is what I think about. Yeah. I think about that. I left off rocket. Queen. I left off rocket queen from guns and roses. I left off when the music's over from the doors. Um, the ghetto kid was one of my favorite bands from the nineties. Um, Michelle with one L from the four minute mile is just a, is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I love the picks. Stu, I will say Maver will be one of my favorite picks of all 80 picks that we've taken. Agreed. The fact that someone else in this world knows that song um, and put it on this list is tremendous. Uh, a lot of fun with this draft for sure, guys. Uh, Rich, how about you, man? Closing remarks? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I, you know, I got into a period, we all kind of get into a period in our lives where we're not we, we're not really looking at listening to tons of new music and this whole experience in the last for the last couple episodes, I first, I, I love talking to you guys, but I also, you know, I've learned a lot about, you know, some, a lot of artists that I, I hadn't given a chance up to this point, not because I disliked them. It's just because there's so much music out there. Do you know what I mean? And um, you don't, you know, until somebody kind of steers you in a direction that you trust, you're not going to necessarily spend the time doing it. Um, 
So, you know, it's been, it's been eye opening and refreshing. Um, I've had a ton of fun going through and, and kind of looking into the bands that I, that might've not, that I, ha- I haven't listened to in a while that d- deserves to be on the list. I've learned a lot from, you know, you guys, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely anxious to keep going. And, and to your point, I, I've, you know, it is what it, it the, the, the five, the five rounds is what it is, but there's so many songs that I'm like, Ooh, I wish I, I wish I could be on there, but you know, over what, right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll um, speak to the fact that sometimes you just get a vibe and you just get a feel, Yep. you know, and you're like, I want to go in this direction. Right. Yep. And- totally we have our list it's like a draft like in sports when you're drafting like you see where the draft board is going you see what falls to you you see what you think you could take later um it's just been a ton of fun man Forrest, how about you bud final thoughts super fun i mean listen we this this all came together organically i mean the the four of us hadn't been able to connect because of kids and we live in different cities and you know there, there are some silver linings to what happened in 2020. And true. Uh, this is one of them. And we started doing this just, just for fun. And yeah, I think we'll keep doing and, it just for fun. Like I, it's the yeah, and then, yeah. 100%. And then we just, and then we decided to hit record and it's been, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's, and it's been super fun. And, you know, music is a huge passion place for all of us. Um, I love your picks today. Like, like Stu said, this is going to be a great playlist. Oh, this playlist I mean, is fantastic. I mean, this is, yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, honorable mentions. I, I got to give a shout out to nine is nails hurt and Alice. Yes. Oh yeah. Those are great picks that didn't get taken. I didn't even think about Alice Chains. I forgot about oh, that. I, I love wood. Yeah. What's that, that is this and hurt that's my too. favorite. Yeah. Actually, yeah. If I would pulver- think Nine Inch Nails, that, that pulverizes you. That album, the um, <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. If I would think Nine Inch Nails, I go Pretty Hate Machine with the closure. If I were going in that direction, is I that, love that album. Ring Ring Finger, I think so. I think it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, that song, oh. and that's great. Like, it's a great another, beat. Another brother, brother. That influence. is a heavy brother that's, influence for you. Um, yeah. I'm getting Iron yeah. Maiden. You're getting Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, super super fun, and uh, excited to pick the topics for the next phase oh, oh yeah so. next time yeah, we'll, we'll, well and that's what we'll do yeah. we'll, we'll reconvene on the side on the sideline yeah, yeah. you know and then get ready for you know the next draft they're gonna get where we're going to get yeah i think they're gonna get more interesting you know i think i think these first four were kind of obvious you know of what if you're going to talk about a music draft what would you do yeah you, you think we I mean? did we did it with the theme like openers first yeah. song sophomore but i think i second, think the more creative piece, the more creative the more creative we get the more interesting the playlist become you know Stu, how about you man final thoughts bro yeah, I mean, special shout outs would be um, I was pretty close to taking the cars, dangerous type. Um, I actually had I had the strokes on my list, red light. I had uh, Oh, O to the Mets. Oh, yeah. I had uh, Steely Dan, the Royal Scam oh. on my list. I had Jackson Brown's Stay, but I like that song as a. Oh, I I'd, love uh, Stay. Yeah. Um, and I. And I even had uh, Billy Joel, Captain Jack. So, I mean, there's okay, a... I, that's a legit Billy Joel song. Yeah. I, I'll give you Captain yeah. Jack. I'll give you that whole album. Yeah. That whole album's fantastic. But, you know, I'm Are super... you a Jackson Brown fan? Oh, of course. Come on now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited because a lot of my choices, you guys picked them. So, it's kind of a win-win. I mean, I, I got spoiled that I'm just... So, I'm, you're going to love the playlist? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm a fan <laughs> of all these tracks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a good, it's been a good run. Um, I'm pretty pumped to have Maver up there and have the boys listen to it. Um, I'm pretty yeah. proud of, uh, 
of getting JJ Kale on the list. Um, so great it's, it's going to be a good one. Um, but I'm, uh, it's just the beginning. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to the next uh, phase. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, man. I, hey, so uh, what's up, Rich? Yeah. One more thing. Can I just ask Matt, are you, do you feel any better that you were able to get Sigaros on to the draft? <laughs> I do. I, I, I feel a sense of relief. Uh, I feel a sense I was, that that I want you to, roast will never get old. We'll, we'll be in like season breath, five and we'll breath. still be talking about that. <laughs> what, what, well, I mean, what's crazy is that's not even my favorite track and it's not, it's not even it probably in my top three favorite albums by them. So there, there's a lot more Seager roast to come <laughs> my friends all of you fans out there. So start here and start here and start now, man. Hey, look, wherever you guys are listening to our podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple, myself, man, please leave a review. We'd love to hear from you guys, what you think of our picks, whether you agree, disagree. Um, also check us out on Spotify, the music draft or our post our selections in the draft order for you to be able to listen to. It. And hopefully you guys out there, like what we've done, you find a song, Maybe, you know, you're like, oh, I, I never heard that song before. I like it. You go down a rabbit hole. And, and I think that's what this is all about is trying to find new bands. And, you know, I've listened to these eclectic playlists with all these different tastes and styles. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Follow us at The Music Draft as well. Till then, the boys are going to be taking a break. We're going to then figure out episodes five through eight to be able to entertain us and entertain anyone else out there listening to us, man. Thanks, guys. See you. Take care. Party on. The boys are officially off the clock. Iconic classic in Iceland.